Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Junk Timers, it's your old pal Michael here. A quick live show announcement hot off the presses. We have scored ourselves the one and only Campbell Brown. We'll be joining Razor Ray Chamberlain, Rosie and I, along with another guest for our live show on Sunday, September 3. 4 p.m. at Morris House. Tickets can be found at Try Booking. That is literally hot off the presses. He was in the Hawthorne Premiership era. He went with the start-up at the Gold Coast. So much to talk to with Campbell Brown. And also, oh, Raise the Ray is going to be hilarious. So get your tickets to Try Booking now. On with the show. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Alpha Podcast for round 20, 2023. We are coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who has lost his job as the doctor at Port Adelaide. It is Adam Rosenbachs. G'day, Michael. G'day, Junk Timers. After an unbelievable round of results, so many upsets, um, top three teams all falling, uh, you know, just not getting the job done. But all of that just seemed to fall away when people just focused on the way that I handled a concussion in mm. the showdown on Saturday night. Now, mm. if you didn't see it, Junk Timers, it was um, two of, well, I keep saying my players because I worked at Port Adelaide for so long. I feel like they're my kids. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, the fabric of the club. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I, I've been there since the, since the early days, since the start, you know. Yep. Can the pair. That's what you were saying. That's what I was saying. You know that. So, um Two players uh, clashed heads. So Lockie Jones and Alira Lear clashed heads, fell to the ground. What appeared to the common man to be unconscious, mm-hmm. but not to not to Dr. Rosie. No. I know. I know what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. So the boys come off and instantly I get I get jump straight into action. I know what to do when people think that there's been a concussion. Mm-hmm. I say to him, What's your name? He says Alira Lear. And I tick that off. Now, sure, that was Lockie Jones who said that. <laughs> But I was like, it doesn't matter. People, see, the thing is, Michael, I trained at the Medical Institute of Dr. Peter Evans. Uh-huh. Now, we don't believe in this thing called concussion. It's no. a man-made thing. Yep. If you eat well enough, you never get a concussion in your life. Yep. They you- can only prove, if CTE was a real thing, then tell me I've got it now. Why do you have to wait till I'm fucking dead, mate? For sure. You, know, you think it's about not a real that, thing. COVID, it's fallacy. I mean, it's like that thing where um, you, I can literally see in, in uh, uh, Wayne Jackson Studios right now mm. uh, that you've got a number of those um, uh, globes that cure COVID. Well, I do have a lot of those. And you know, the other thing that we do when a player, when they say they have concussion, we don't have a concussion protocol no. down at um, Alberton. We just put players under a bio light charger. Uh-huh. And that. It sucks the concussion out yep. through the skull. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. It works the trait. So, and all of a sudden, the AFL are ringing me going, mate, they shouldn't have been back on the ground. I'm like, fucking sure. Sure, Tex kicked seven goals on Aaliyah after he was knocked out. But, you know, he. the good thing is he's not going to remember it. <laughs> so did it really happen if you don't even know that it existed? They're actually looking at a fair bit of a punishment by the fact. I think they're saying that they've they might 
be hit with about a hundred grand fine. Well, the one. kind of precedent uh, that um, you know the kind of journo's are pointing out is that Richmond copped a two hundred thousand dollar fine for COVID breaches. You know, when COVID was uh, another fucking fallacy. Yeah. When COVID was a massive thing in twenty twenty, and everyone was living in the hub, and you know, um, Brooke Cochin went to a day spa, and if a person can't go. To a day spa during a pandemic, when can they go? Now, was that for, was that for the day spa, or was that for the uh, the two dudes at the front of the um, kebab shop? You know what? They might have actually had a suspended sentence after the day spa, yeah, then and they then brought the that down. Um, yeah, that uh, kicked it off. When can they we went just to reminisce? The, about can a man? Can a man not get <laughs> a secondary kebab on a night out after <laughs> they've been to Hollywood Showgirls? Can we? Can we just reminisce briefly about? The magic of that story. The fact mm. that these two dudes, Sydney Stack and someone else, broke out of the hub. Yep. Went to a strip club. Yep. And how do you how how else do you round out a night <laughs> at a strip club? <laughs> They're yep. going into the kebab shop. But yep. also I think they they ordered the kebab off the menu. Yeah, absolutely. Like a, no, they, they ordered, there was like a special magic yeah. kebab or something like that. Yeah. It was like a top of the range kebab. And the thing is, I remember, I think they got into a fight. Yeah. And then they had to go in and buy a second kebab. And you know you've had a big night when you've got a secondary kebab in your hands. Yeah, for sure, for sure. They got into a fight with a, a local, hmm, what do you call him? Vag- uh, vagabond? Vagabond? Sure. Yeah. Local, <laughs> local guy. Known to the community. Yes. Harmless, but got into an argument with him. Yeah, and then in that in that argument, the kebab, one kebab hit the floor, and so. Well, I, I think when you are you a left or right-handed kebab man, or can you do it both sides of the body? I'd be I'd be a lefty kebab guy. Yeah, see, I'd be a lefty as well, which yeah. would be my jabbing hand. So you'd be like kebab, kebab, and then you're like, oh, there's nothing left in my hands. I've got to go back in and get another one. Oh, I'd be fucked then because I think I've got my left kebab going. I, yep. I think I'd be pretty bad with my right hand, so I think I'd have to. I think I'd be be, be lefty at all times. So, yeah, so I'd actually have to purposely the drop the kebab before I hit them, or I punch them with the kebab and try and get some of the um, tzatziki Source. into the eye. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that's the only way through it. And it was a fantastic <laughs> story, and it only cost Richmond two hundred k, so it's not too bad. Oh, what a big weekend of football! But you know what's going to be bigger, Adam. I'm going to say our live show, Michael, because it is the biggest event in Melbourne on the bye weekend. Our live show, September, Sunday, September 3 at 4pm at Morris House, formerly the European Bee Cafe for people who have come before. Yes. Tickets can be found at Try Booking. I guess so far, Razor Ray Chamberlain. And I reckon there's going to be a little bit to ask about, Ray. Dude. You know, I, I, I'm quite intrigued as to um, how much they talk about beforehand, the insufficient intent. You know, when they're like... Do you go, if it's a shanked kick, do you, do you call it? Do you like the theatre of it? Do you love putting the hand up yep. as you call it? And also what uh, sprung back into action on the weekend was dissent and pointing at the scoreboard. Oh, really? Cost people a few 50-metre penalties. There was, I think, two of those on Friday night in the Carlton-Collingwood game. So it's going to be great to be able to talk to Razor about that. And don't worry, Junk Timers, of course, we will have two other guests joining us, but Irons in the Fire... Fingers in the pies. We're fucking. We're working the phones. We're fucking got Tom Brown all over it. We are gonna have massive guests. Just back us in, will ya? I reckon actually the umpires. I reckon a little part of them does actually like the uh, lack of intent uh, law. Just because I feel like for that rule when they do the motion, I feel oh, they. Mate. I feel they hold on to it until yeah. the very final moment without kind of holding play up to give the motion. Just so they can go. 
I fucking told you, mate. Fucking <laughs> fuck with me and find well, out. Well, it's also, also it's complete in their interpretation. Yeah. Yeah, you're reading so a person's mind. Yeah, on them. And, you know, all the other players put their hands out. The crowd's fucking yeah. baying for it. But I do actually, I do actually like the idea that the rule has changed from deliberate to insufficient attempts. Like I think yeah. that I think they're actually a, a good development by the fact you go obviously with deliberate. Ninety nine times out of a hundred, you're reading people's minds, but now you yep. go insufficient attempt. Like you go, okay, fair enough, that's kind of clear. Yeah. You know what I reckon? The next one they need to change, and it kind of changed after your filthy fucking team won a grand final based on it. But walking yep. the ball through for a behind for a rush behind yep. i reckon if teams are forced to keep it in you will create a lot more scoring because you'll get that hat kick out from the goal line and then it's anyone's ball okay so get rid of the rule all up like if you well because now it's like if you're under pressure you're allowed to take it through but yeah. you know the pressure is very fucking very low at times you just need someone near you and you're like oh i fumbled it through whereas if you got to keep it keep it in michael it's game on yeah, okay. So let's walk through that one then. So if I am the back line and I take the ball through, I need to keep it in. So what's my punishment? If I if I take the ball through, then it's a free kick? Send off. Send off? You go that yeah, far? Yeah, wow. yeah, go that far. Yeah. Bit rich. So um, 10 minutes in, like a, like um, like in uh, ice hockey. So it's like a power play. So uh-huh. the other team have 18 on the team and you have 17. I think it's about time we introduce some more stuff from ice hockey. I was actually talking to a friend the other day who used to play for Pran under BT. Uh, boy, oh boy, wow, we BT. And he mm. said that BT was playing. He was the coach of the team. And he got BT got sent off. And because it was coach, he couldn't coach from the boundary either. He had to coach from outside the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I would have loved that. Now, I, I speak of your um, filthy grand final performance in 2008. Yep. Oh, yeah, just back on the live show, tickets at trybooking.com. We will be announcing uh, guests in the next week or so, so check out our socials and, um, yeah, we've got a couple more guests to come. But speaking of 2008, that's obviously one of your most cherished memories and Buddy Franklin yep. was a huge part of that. And he announced his retirement this week. He's stepping he away. He did. So he had the calf injury in the weekend and decided to... Uh, to pull the pin, some people have put forward like maybe just make make him a sub for like round the final round and get him come on for like five minutes. But uh, hell of a journey, man! A thousand goals, only six people have done that. Quite remarkable. I actually watched the footage earlier today of him kicking that thousand, and I generally don't think I've seen anything like that ever in the um in the uh, halls of the annals of the game. Well, it was pretty incredible, and we're probably never going to see it again. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a bit disappointing that we won't see it again. But also, too, like when you think of um, his time at Sydney Oricon was marred by injury a little bit. But to, he got to, what, 340-odd, 350-odd games? We can have a quick look. I think he might have been 350. I think he might yeah. have. Yeah. So that's yeah. A, a pretty amazing effort for someone who, you know, when he went to Sydney on that 10-year deal, everyone, they scoffed. They did. They absolutely scoffed. They really did. Uh, let me look up uh, Wikipedia right now. He is on... And also, you know who didn't know he was going to retire? Sorry, bro? You know who didn't know he was going to retire? Liam Pickering. He had no idea. It just <laughs> He didn't know he was going to Sydney. I mean, that just that blindsided him. So when he found out he was retiring, he was Pickers, just like, what Pickers the fuck? Was, Pickers was in a meeting with the football manager, like, trying yeah. to sign up another year. Yeah. Then he got word from the media that Buddy's retiring. He's like, what? No. Oh, this is Gary Ablett Jr. all over again. <laughs> I didn't even know. Didn't ever know he wanted to go to the Gold Coast. No, my favourite memory of Buddy, there's a few memories. So, obviously, 08 was massive. Um, 
Although he didn't have a, mon- a monster game that day. He he kicked uh, two goals, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Never never went super... He never went massive in a grand final, actually. So he played in, what? One, four? two, three... Uh, four, five. Four, five, six, I think, in the end. Yeah. Um, he never actually had a massive grand final day, but I remember meeting him, uh, let me think, beginning of 2014, maybe? 2013? Would have been 2013, I reckon. And um, I went to a Hawthorne function and uh, with a friend of the show, Lemo, and we got talking to Buddy. And uh, Buddy had put out the T-shirt range. Uh, was it Nina, Nina Pasadena? Yeah, put out the T-shirt yeah. range. And he was very chuffed. And he was saying that they were, in, um, they were being sold at Harrods in London. And, oh, uh, wow. Yeah. And he said to me and Lemo, he's like, oh, do you guys know Harrods in London? And we were like, yeah, buddy. We, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would. But I think that's my only interaction with him. But obviously enjoyed his wood. And actually, I actually watching the clip before and like the uh, the hurdle over the Conlon oh, player yes. in the stand of the ground. I was at that yeah. game, and that was actually quite magical. That actually was one yeah, of the. Okay. That was actually one of those goals where like there was probably a good crowd, fifty, sixty thousand, whatever. Um, they actually one of those goals where everyone watched the replay, and then the whole crowd was like, "Yeah, I pay that." Like, <laughs> yeah, that was clapping. Bad. Yeah, yeah. How much do you reckon Kyle Hooker just sits back and oh, just and just goes off? Oh, for fuck's sake! For sure, because like within five years he'll be in the Hall of Fame, so that'll be the highlight reel, yeah. and then he'll yeah. be probably the next off the bank. Of the of this current generation to be a legend, and so it's like, Kyle Hooker, get ready, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the AFL should give him warning just to go, hey, mate, just to let you know, we're announcing Buddy in the Hall of Fame yeah. this week. So maybe then, just you know, I think go. Would, I think it would be better though. Like if I think the problem with the Kyle Hooker thing is that he runs like such a fucking robot, like a weird kind of action man. That if oh, he because ran, because he's like, fucking gassed, mate. Well, yeah, but if he ran like a human, like he'd go like, "Oh, that's not really noticeable." But you're actually watching Buddy running towards that boundary line, and you yeah. see this bloke kind of with the, the big kind of almost like a Tom Cruise kind of robot arm going on. You go like, "Oh, mate, now I'm distracted from Buddy because I'm watching you being a weirdo." You know what they should do? Because here, obviously, they there should be a statue of Buddy. If not at the MCG, then 100% at the SCG. Then they should have like, oh, because it was a Hawthorne goal, maybe it should be at the G. But Kyle Hooker statue, like seven <laughs> meters behind it, <laughs> just so he can take his kids and go. This is how far away it was from him when he kicked that magical goal. Um, but I uh, do wish Buddy the best. I feel like I feel like he wouldn't have gone on for another year. I feel like. Th- this is kind of the end. Like, Yeah, I know there was talk about it, yeah. but you kind of looked at him this year and he looked like, you know, maybe the skin folds were slightly getting up. He looked just not as engaged and just not able to do what Buddy could do. You know, yeah. it's like watching a comedian. You know, it was like watching Daryl Summers at the Logans. Oh, you fuck. know, you go, oh, such, a, such a, a, you know, a champion of television and then just to see him at the end is just, you know, he should have retired a couple of years ago. Yeah, you know fuck, what I'm saying? Man. Yeah, fuck, there was... Um but did you think it was weird that Buddy didn't even go to his own retirement announcement? Is that odd? Like, I do on, find I, that weird. I do find that weird. He took $10 million from the game. And sure, you did everything you needed to do for the Sydney Swans. But fuck, just come to that. Like, The press aren't going to grill you about anything. It's a celebration of your career. Just get there, son. I do find that weird. But also at the same time, I read a little article earlier today that mentioned there were maybe some anxiety issues kind of fronting the press. So I thought, fair, oh, yeah, okay. fair enough for that. So no, 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 no. What jokes have you got, mate? No, no, I want to hear your jokes. I want to hear what jokes you have set up. But I think that might be that. Actually, that, and that could actually explain the fact why Buddy has been, um, you know, not really part of the media fabric when he 
you know, I probably could have doubled, tripled, quadrupled his salary over the years, you know, doing yeah. that kind of stuff. But um, but yes, there were some talk of anxiety issues. But I want to hear any jokes that you have about. Yeah. Uh, that anyway, stuff, I'll see if I can get him for the live show, <laughs> and then we can just we can mock him in person. I think that'd be great. But uh, yeah, what a, what a great career! And just it's you know when you look back and you be like we were there, and you obviously saw him a lot live. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was there when he kicked the hundred, and you dogs wouldn't let Fev do it. it was oh, that's right. Night. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, we put Ruffy back for about two minutes in the back half, and. Fev then chased harder than he'd ever chased in his entire <laughs> fucking life. So that's on Brenda Favola. Message yes. to Brenda Favola. You're a fucking dog cunt. Um, <laughs> Friend of the show. Hey, um, the baggers, mate. Mate. I mean, nah, I don't nah, want to nah, get too nah, far nah. ahead. You know what? This is okay. And this is for real now because we are in August. And this is the first time legitimately in 20, what, two, three years and I've been a comedian for 24, that I have wow. actively had to look at maybe not booking stuff in that first <laughs> week of September. It's 20 years, and I'm being like, oh, maybe that weekend I might just keep it free. That is remarkable. So you weren't at the game itself, but... I'm uh, no, I had a, I had a gig that night. Yeah. Um, but so at the, on the gig was... Uh, Husey was on the gig, so it was a primary school fundraiser I did in Preston, and Husey was on. He's like, mate, why are you booking fucking gigs when Carlton are playing? I'm like, mate... It was rolling fixture is what got us. Yeah, okay. But he was there as well. Like, what, what, that would apply to him as well, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, exactly. He chose to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so when we start the gig, Colin would kick the first two and then you're like, oh, well, it's just going to be one of those nights, no dramas. Put the phone in the pocket, start the show, and then you come back out. We're even at quarter time. We're in front at half time. And then I was driving back during the third quarter with um, – end of the third quarter, start of the fourth with friend of the show, Limo – he was driving me back and we went to the Rose in Fitzroy to watch the last quarter. Yep. And when Jeremy Howe kicked those two goals, you're just like, ah, oh, not again. You began to think it, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. fucking oath. Just some of and us I actually that's some of us actually began to hope it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're sitting there and then Charlie Kerno kicked a goal and you're like, Oh, I reckon we can hang on here. And then yep. and then it just comes down to that Lee Matthews formula of going one goal per minute yep. is pretty much, you know, what what they can chase down. Even though they've probably done better in a couple of their um, uh, comebacks, and then we hung on, and yeah. it was a great win. I was wrapped. Now, are you believing in never? Like, no, no. We've got to get over St Kilda this week, and you know what? The fucking hell! Did you want to play him back into form or what? You fucking idiots! <laughs> nine goals. Yeah, St Kilda had kicked like nine goals in a game. I know. And you give up that in the first quarter. I know. Fucking Rossline was actually angry that they were that attacking. Um, okay, so let's look at the fixture for next week then. Okay, I've got the okay. got the fixture up. I've got. I'm trying to balance two uh, two windows at the same time. So let's talk about the eight point games. Okay, so we're getting right near the end of it. The pointy end, if you mm. say. Okay, Bulldogs Richmond on Friday. So that's night. huge. That's huge for us. So I think because Carlton are have a draw the same as Richmond, a Richmond win would really help Carlton just because um, their percentage is so much less than ours. Okay, okay, that's insightful. I like that. I like that yeah, a lot. Yeah. So um, and the doggies, the doggies are gettable, I reckon, by Richmond. But Richmond don't like going to Marvel. Although has that changed? Under Andrew McWalter, has he, like, sold the Marvel Stadium during the week? No, for sure, definitely. I know he actually – I heard from a mate 
he's got a booking mm. at the Nando's at the front of Marvel <laughs> before the game. Just going to get yep. people involved, you know, keep them. Yeah, he's got the team staying at, the, yeah. at Peppers next to Marvel yep. Stadium yep. so they can feel like they're, no, they're down there. Yeah, it's really kind of on board about uh, how yeah. to get them. Uh, Eagles and Bombers doesn't matter. No, but it does matter because that means Essendon get uh, one a win because it's over here, and two you go a little bit of a percentage boost. So that could the doggies wouldn't like that game. Okay, we got Adelaide and the Suns. Now, where's this fucking sit? So, so they're both on nine wins, yeah. and I think the loser of that one, you imagine, would get eliminated. So Fair that is at Adelaide wrong. Oval. You'd probably put the Crows in front on that one, but Gold Coast have been playing good footy the last couple of weeks. So, and again, another probably a 12-point game, if, if you want the truth. And then also uh, Adelaide has like 20 points more percentage than the Suns. But I tell you what, yeah, look at right. look at this right now. Like, look at the two teams where the, well, Dimmer wasn't forced out, but he quit. But then mm. Suns, obviously Stewie Jew, forced out, and you go, fuck, they're knocking on the door of the eight. Yeah, I know. They're totally not out of it. And that was a huge win against uh, the Brisbane Lions on the weekend. They yeah. came out and absolutely pants them. Hawthorne Collingwood doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter. affect the arch uh, apart from you know. Uh, oh, here we go. Oh, Geelong Port. Hello. So, so that is massive. That's down at Geelong on Saturday night. Yep. So that, again, and that has uh, top four ramifications. Yeah. Um, and also could get Geelong back in the eight. And Geelong, again, had the draw, same as Carlton. So we're at similar points. I don't know who I want to win out of the, I suppose better for Carlton if Port win, but, you know, they're down two backmen now. So I reckon you want Port to win that one by the fact that it's just Geelong out of mix for you guys. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Giants versus Sydney. Oh, a uh, Sydney clash. So, wait a second. I didn't fucking know the Giants were in the eight. When that fucking happened? That's mate. That, they've won seven in a row. That's they are absolutely, mate. They are absolutely flying <laughs> the shit. Giants. Holy shit! Yeah. I've not seen the Giants in the eight all year. Yeah. So there they are. Swans probably. Yeah, can, again, with the in the Geelong realm where a win is a win, but you've got to worry about what happens above you. But fucking hell, Giants could make the top... They, they can feasibly make the top four. Uh, I don't think they, that's unlikely, unfeasible. But you've lost your mind. No, you've unlikely, your but mind. could. All of a sudden, you've gone from didn't know they were in the eight to now they can make the top four. I feel four, like Giants they? are going to go three-peat. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, they're playing really good footy. Uh, North Melbourne and Melbourne. also just to point out, they won in Ballarat. Uh, they've won at nine venues this year, which is I think a record. Like but they won in Ballarat, what kind which of, is fucking you, huge. Are you fucking Bruce McAvaney? Where are you getting stats like this shit? And I just know shit, mate. I'm fucking doctor at Port Adelaide. I hear things. <laughs> so North Melbourne, North Melbourne, Melbourne, fucking means nothing. But yeah. will be great for Melbourne to give themselves probably a percentage boost and a boost and probably. Maybe get themselves at least to third, you would think, and potentially in top two. Yeah, sure. Port lose. Sure, sure. I mean, I don't know. What do you want to do? Do you want to get to third and go to Port, or do you want to get or Brisbane, or do you just want to have Collingwood at the Collingwood oh, the in a G. first week? Yeah, yeah. I do want to travel, but you know that's an enhanced the gods. But then we have a fucking seventy-eight point game, St mm. Kilda Collingwood. Uh, sorry, St Kilda Carlton on that huge um, Sunday Arvo. Holy shit. Sunday over at Marvel. So yeah. that will be an absolute fucking belter. And yeah. I am not that confident. If we keep playing the way we're playing, we should do okay. But um, I just... You know that when your team... This happened to you a long time ago. When your team is starting to turn the corner, but you're not, you don't quite trust them. You know, like Melbourne supporters, even into their premiership, you're like, oh, I don't know. And you're yeah. like, they're really fucking good, but they can't see it. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. 
Well, let me rest, put you at ease. Um, okay. Your team's not really fucking good. And okay. you're hanging in there <laughs> to get into the eight. Thank you. Uh, so do not. Uh, um, I mean, you talked earlier about, you know, booking gigs in September and stuff. Um, you can leave the final Saturday in September free. Oh, no, no. I'm booking that you one. You can book that one up. Like, yeah, you, don't yeah, worry. No, that's, that's no stress about that, mate. Yeah, <laughs> You'll be fine. Yeah. And then the final game is Fremantle Brisbane Lions. Frio fucking falling apart, go down to Geelong and win. Yeah. How the fuck? Where did he pull that from? Yeah. Up is down, left is right. It's nuts. Nice. Oh, it's kind of go free. They kind of go free. You know, they go like, oh, you know, um, oh, they're in a bit of a rabbit hole. But um, won eight games with a few to yeah. go. Like it everyone's kind of done well apart from the bottom three, really. Yes. Um, uh, North Melbourne and West Coast and the um, the twenty twenty five uh, premiers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, not quite, man. But uh, speaking of, the, a little bit came out of the Q clash on Saturday yeah. night where um, Tuke Miller was accused of. Go on the squirrel grip on Dane Zorko during a tackle. So what happened, if you haven't seen it, he kind of grabs him up, uh, like left hand up at the top of the shoulders and then right hand around Zorko's hips and basically has, if you look at his hands, they're pretty full and it's just cock and balls is the way the best way to describe it. I'm watching the footage right now. It's actually on repeat by the fact that uh, the way the, the Wide Water Sports website works. But yeah. um, I don't know, man. You've got to kind of go out of your way. To, I think in a tackle, I yeah. don't think it's deliberate. But maybe once you know you've got them, yep. he's gone the twist or the grab or dragged him down by the... But I don't think in that sort of... In that quick motion, I don't think it's premeditated. But I think once you got him, oh boy, you fucking... And he, you're like, like you're trying to wring out a towel. Like you are fucking trying to hurt that man. And he didn't get any punishment at all. So um, No, but no. Dane Zorko went on SEN Queensland... And wasn't happy about it, and was like, "Oh, so you're allowed to grab testicles now?" The AFL have approved that. I love the I love the fact that I reckon Trout probably has a hotline <laughs> to, to SEN Queensland as well. So you can hear Trout. You can hear Trout in Victoria, in New South yeah. Wales, in Queensland. That that would fucking be magical. Yeah. So I'm actually surprised. Okay, there are a few things I'm surprised by in football. I'm surprised people don't got, get more knocked to the testicles than. Uh, in regular play, yep, I completely agree with that. They are very exposed in yeah. a in a in a high contact sport. Yeah, like I, I generally don't remember, apart from like one time where I was like, get get a knock where you kind of go, oh, that should probably happen. I feel like that getting knocked in testicles also knocks to the throat. I feel it don't happen as much as I would imagine. Yep, and then also if you're grabbing a if you're grabbing someone's balls, like you know about that, don't you? Like, oh, it's a different you feeling. You can't find ignorance. Like you got to. It's, like, a di- it's a different feeling. Like you know, the hip feels slightly different <laughs> to the testicle. So I feel like I feel like they should really get fined for that kind of stuff because we need to wipe it out, Adam. Need to wipe it out of the game. Oh, you got to protect the testicles. You've always said that. The, the, the testicles are sacrosanct. We've been saying that for a long time. <laughs> hey, uh, footballers in real life. Hit me, man. Hit me. Got a few this week from Tal. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was at the Victoria Market early on a Saturday morning when a nondescript man walked past me with a hood, uh, with with the hood of a plain black sweatshirt pulled up over his bald head. It was a very cold morning. I caught his eye and he gave and gave him the silent morning nod, as I'd recognised who he, as I hadn't recognised who he was yet. Sorry, it's a terrible read. 
none other than former Fitzroy and Geelong player and current Port Adelaide coach Ken Hinckley. Oh. He gave me a nod in return and continues brisk walk, hands in pockets. I'm not sure what he was doing there, but seeing as Port lost to Carlton that afternoon, my bet is some of the fellas running the fruit stands made him an offer he couldn't refuse. <laughs> that would be an interesting thing because I would imagine if he wasn't from Melbourne, he wouldn't end up at the Vic Market. And also, it's he, what's he there buying? Like, if it's not... Like, you can't take anything back. You certainly can't take fruit back to oh, South that's Australia. Actually really point. They yeah, are fucking... They are free, red yeah. hot on that. Yeah, like, yeah. You go fucking within 100 metres of that border with a banana, they'll fucking pick you off like it's, <laughs> like it's a demilitarised zone in North South Korea. I actually remember trying to drive over the border once, like years and years ago, and like not hearing, like there was a bloke at the border, like and kind of not hearing what he wanted. Like, and yeah, I thought I was going to get shot. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but what was Kenny there? Was he buying like an Addy Hash t-shirt, a Weedbock t-shirt, you know? Because you can buy clothes down at the big market, of course. I reckon he was um, just getting a replacement vape, I reckon. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Knock yeah. off vape, yeah. yeah. Like watermelon, myrtle and mint. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from Cindy, hey fellas, just listen to this week's episode. And as West Coast supporter, and as a West Coast supporter, I can confirm that West Coast players do... Oh, here we go. Off the back of the uh, talk about Adam Simpson last week, yeah. owning two Hungry Jacks uh, franchises. I can confirm that West Coast players do weekly appearances at Hungry Jack stores in Perth. Wow. Now, I don't live in Perth myself, but I just wonder if it's to, to coach-owned Hungry Jack stores they appear at because we did talk about that. Like, does he give, you know, Nick Nat, you know, put a little handshake out, slip yeah, of pineapple yeah, a pineapple in there. <laughs> <laughs> Come down to the Hungry Jacks on the Saturday afternoon to take some photos with the kids. I'm curious about that. Um, we're on to you, Simo. Be very careful, mate. Because they've been quite a long-time sponsor of the they Eagles. Have. They have. So perhaps it's just like a bit of a deal, like you're a, a Hungry Jacks, and I'm doing air quotes here, ambassador. Yeah, sure. And that way you get a little bit on the fucking side. Okay. Are we opening up a little wormhole of uh, well, I'm just saying salary the, cap if, manipulation, if the, do you think? If the Black Ops want to head down there and just yeah. say exactly... What they're doing when they're down there. Yeah, it's sure. like that's why I never, I never trust any players that volunteer for McHappy Day. I'm like, what do you? What's your cut? Yeah. Oh, I don't believe you. Yeah, sure. I don't believe you when you're down at Ronald McDonald House. I reckon you get money from them. I got asked to do McHappy Day one day. Years ago. Did you? And yeah, did you yeah. do it? No. As a star of Skid House. Yeah, yeah, but no, because I found it fucking weird. But like, <laughs> I got a letter in the mail saying, "Do you want to do McHappy Day?" From the McHappy Day people. And I'm yeah, like, and you hate children, so you said no. No, no, I, I adore children with all my heart. Um, but um, I thought it'd be fucking weird for fucking losers to be behind the platform, um, behind the counter, thinking that anyone would be at all interested in seeing said loser. No, the best is when you go into something like that and you know people are going to do it and be like, who are you? Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck. Are you famous? And you're like, if you have to ask that, <laughs> the answer is no. So let's just move on, can we? From Jen, enjoyed a football and real life spotting yesterday, Saturday afternoon, at the Prince Alfred Hotel, Richmond. In brackets, I was doing very well for myself until I purchased a $17 pint at said hotel. Fucking hell, mate. That is fucking bullshit. Yeah, but it is one of those kind of really sort of done up gastro pubs. So if you get a craft beer, you're fucking, you're heading into the heavy teens. I mean, we're blaming Ukraine, the war in Ukraine for that one, aren't we? Yeah. 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 Uh, Spotted Tom Mitchell. In a khaki t-shirt with some non-football friends enjoying the anonymity of a largely Wallabies Bledisloe crowd. 
My Aussie rules loving group spent some time pondering what he was doing, enjoying a beverage before playing until we remembered he does not, in fact, play for Hawthorne anymore and had lost to Rosie's boys the night before. Baggers. Fair enough to be drowning his sorrows. Thank you, Jen. That's very kind of you. Yeah, appreciate it. Yes. Hey, we're going to hit the road. Don't forget our live show. Tickets can be found at Tribook in September 3, Sunday at 4 p.m. at Morris House. We got Junk Time Apple Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. And go hook. Come on, Baggers! Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.